and welcome to Forte Catholic Radio. This is your host, Taylor Stroll, recording in the Red Sea Radio studios on a beautiful day in College Station, Texas. Happy Easter, friends. We did it. He's risen. We Well, we didn't do anything. He did all the work, <laughs> but we made it through the amazing weekend that is the Triduum. Congratulations. So here's how I want to start today's show. I want to start by giving you the greatest Easter memes, tweets, the social media report from the greatest things that I saw over the weekend about Easter. To preface all this, I want to just kind of give you where my headspace was at throughout the Triduum. I knew on Holy Saturday, I sent out a, a Instagram. You can follow me at Taylor Schroll, S-C-H-R-O-L-L, on all the you know social medias, whatever. So I knew it was coming with it being April Fool's on Easter. I said, okay, guys, prepare yourself for some really bad jokes. So I, I made a meme or a meme, if you're a Hispanic grandma, meme. That's what, that's what, so my wife's Hispanic and like someone in her, I forget who it was, somebody in her family called it a meme. I was like, oh, that's so cute. So there were these memes, or I made a meme of the guy from, from Game of Thrones, like the, the guy's like, brace yourself, winter is coming. A real popular meme. You've probably seen it before. It says, uh, brace yourselves. Bad April Fool's Easter jokes are coming. And guys, I've never been more right in my entire life. Amongst the good tweets and memes that I'll share with you here in a second, there were so many bad ones. So many bad puns and stupid jokes about April Fool's and Easter being on the same day. There was one of those bad jokes that rose to the top. It was kind of the cream of the crop of the April Fool's jokes. It was from everybody's favorite Catholic speaker, Christophanic. He said, April 1st, he is risen, all caps, April Fool's devil. I was like, okay, that was the one April Fool's Easter joke that actually squeezed through and didn't make me not like the person that wrote it. Good job, Mr. Stefanik. Some other great things that didn't go there, there were dozens, I promise you, just dozens of just tweets and memes and Instagram stuff all about April Fool's and Easter that were really, really bad. Most of you should be ashamed of yourselves. But here are the people that rose to the top. One of our ministry madness, madness, I can't say that. It's been a month and I still can't say it right. One of the people in our ministry madness bracket is Ethan, otherwise known as at Apostle on Twitter. He says, I refuse to be an altar server at Easter Vigil. Given the length and complexity of the liturgy, I am not entirely convinced that I would not be accidentally ordained. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. If you uh, have been to the Easter vig- Vigil before, you know that it is a very long mass. We read the entire Bible, actually. Uh, it is a little known fact that we actually just read the Bible from beginning to end on the Easter Vigil. Not quite for those of you who don't know that I'm sarcastic with almost everything I say. But what are there? There's like nine readings and like seven or eight psalms and a couple of uh, extra little things thrown in there. Then there's a gospel and then there's like 98 other gospels. I'm Okay. It's something like that, right? I thought that was very funny. Um, another one from Bro Apostle, and this one is one of those ones that I saw it and I kind of chuckled the first time that I got it. And here's how how jokes work with me. 
a lot of times I like to make the joke that no one is going to get. It, it's really, really weird. I think it's it's something uh, bad from my childhood that I used to say jokes and no one laughed. So in some odd reason, I like it when no one laughs. I, my goal is to say a joke that's so smart and over people's heads that no one reacts to it. So I read this joke all wrong. There's an easy joke in here. It was a picture of Golden Corral. Everybody knows what Golden Corral is, right? The buffet place. So uh, Bro Postle posted that on Good Friday. And it said, my face I did not shield from buffets and spitting. So here's where I thought the joke was going. <clears throat> you know those little like breath shields and like spit shields that they have? And when you go to Golden Corral so you don't spit on the food? So I was like, oh, like he's, he's going on the like, there's shields from spitting. Like that's a funny joke. And I chuckled at it. And then when I was going back doing show prep and I went back and looked at all the tweets that I liked, uh, I came back across this one. I was like, that's funny. And I read it again. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Buffets and buffet are the same word. That's the joke he was actually making. I was like, that is hilarious. So I sent him a message. And I was like, you know, essentially telling him that. I was like, I laughed at your joke twice. One in, on the joke that you meant intentionally, and the other one that you did not mean intentionally. He said, I meant them both. And I said, no, you didn't. He absolutely didn't mean that. So that's a little... uh Sneak preak, sneak preak. Oh my goodness. So here's the deal, guys. I can't talk today. So you're in for just just a thrill. I slept for like five hours the night before Easter. I just couldn't sleep. And then last night, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make up for all that sleep that I didn't get. I took some melatonin right when I took that melatonin. You know, supposed to like knock you out, help you sleep. Right when I took it, it takes about 20 minutes to kick in. Then you just start feeling absolutely exhausted. Right when it kicked in, my daughter started crying. So I went over to her, you know, like, you know, hugged her. And she's like, of course. She's like, I want mommy. I was like, no, <laughs> you got me. You're stuck with me. Mommy's sleeping with the five-month-old. So she's laying there. And most of the time, like, I just hug her, put her back in bed. I lay in the room for like two or three minutes. And then she's asleep and I go back to my bed. Well, here's Taylor laying on the floor at the foot of the bed. And about every three or four minutes when I'm about to leave, she starts crying again. And then I ask her what's wrong. And she's like explaining to me this nightmare that she's having. And you know, like when people are awake, but they're not awake. That's absolutely where she was. She kept like pointing at the wall. There's nothing on the wall. And she's like, the unicorn is going to get me. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and like completely in a stupor from this melatonin that I took. And then I fight with it for like 25 minutes every three to four minutes she wakes up again starts crying explains to me another detail that i can't understand of the nightmare and then finally i'm like do you just want to come sleep with daddy so we go sleep in the guest room and she just punches me all night i i am exhausted i got one night sleep and over the course of the last three nights so you're welcome world all right here's the next one it's from at pelican memes or memes it says, the boy whose name is above all names is back in town. I thought that was a good plan. The boy is back in town. The boy is back in town. The boy whose name is above all names is back in town. That was good. Uh, here's one for the, for the young cats. Any Drake fans out there? Anybody like Drake? Oh, good. I can't hear you. This is a radio. Uh, so <clears throat> here's the deal. It was a picture of the em empty tomb. I, it's it's kind of hard to... This one isn't a, a play on words. It's more of a picture thing. It was a picture of the empty tune, 
You got that image in your head? The only words across it, two words, God's plan. I was like, that's awesome. You know, referencing the very popular new Drake song with, with the same title, essentially saying that the, that the resurrection was God's plan. I thought that was very cute. That was from at Catholic for Christ. Uh, our good friend, Bob Rice, who's coming into town this week. We love Bob. He's our favorite leprechaun. He said on Easter, hallelujah, I'm back on Twitter. Did you miss me? Not that I gave it up for Lent or anything. Like, he just doesn't tweet often. So, like, everybody, you know, a ton of people uh, gave up Twitter or social media for Lent. And then the rest of us had a blast while they were gone. And then Bob was kind of you know, kind of poking fun at that. I thought that was hilarious. And then here was one. You got you to kind of play with this one. There's a lot going on here. So, uh, Justin Timberlake did the uh, Super Bowl halftime show this last year. So... Uh, kind of came back into the good old uh, pop culture, brought back an old classic called I'm Bringing Sexy Back, right? That's the, that was one of his hit songs. So that you have to know that for this joke. So it says, Jesus walking out of the tomb on the first resurrection Sunday. He walks out of the tomb singing, I'm bringing hallelujah back. Yeah, yeah. And then Satan sees this, says his glasses fall off. And then Jesus walks away. Catch you later, nerd. <laughs> I'm just like, that was such a random joke. And I pictured all of it happening perfectly. And man, we, we get, obviously, like we know Jesus' first words that are recorded in scripture after the resurrection. I like to think that this tweet was inspired by the Lord and that Jesus' first words were, I'm bringing hallelujah back. <laughs> and then there's a background singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I like to picture it. You can believe what you want, but that's what I'm going to stick with. There's another one from at hell Mickey Mouse. Not, okay, that's, that sounds weird when I say it out loud. It's like not Mickey from hell. Like that's, the, that's her last name, hell Mickey. One L, hell Mickey. Okay, hell Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it still sounds weird when I say it out loud. Uh, bless me Twitter for I have sinned. When the wind blew out half the crowd's Easter vigil candles, I had loudly proclaimed. So, okay, for those of you that don't know, at the Easter vigil, the mass starts with the Easter candle being lit, and then everybody in the congregation has a candle, and the darkness that came from Good Friday through Easter Saturday, Christ is the light that lights up the darkness, right? It's a beautiful, beautiful thing that we have in that liturgy. He was at this liturgy. When the wind blew out half the crowd's Easter candles, I loudly proclaimed, well, six more weeks of Lent. <laughs> For real, I did that. It's like, how do, you, how do you mix up Groundhog's Day and the Lord's resurrection? I'm not sure. That definitely made me laugh. Another uh, Ministry Madness contestant, at Steve Missionary, one of the, one of the uh, great leaders on Catholic Twitter, he said, you know, everybody's, one of everybody's favorite, favorite movies, The Passion of the Christ. Shout out to Jim Caviezel's hairy um, nether region. Let's say a bottom. Let's say bottom. <laughs> Jim Caviezel's hairy bottom at the very end of The Passion of the Christ. If you haven't seen the movie, you don't get it. But when Jesus resurrects, you, you, uh, you, you definitely see Jesus' tush. It's very, very, very odd. Um, and then the last one, the last one we have is a picture. You have to go see this. On Twitter, if you're on Twitter, at Catholic Stone. I liked it. You can find it on my Twitter. I, I reshared it. Oh, it's hilarious. It's a picture of Jesus at the resurrection. I love resurrection pictures. This one, 
his caption was a picture of Jesus going super Saiyan on a holy card. So it's a holy card of the resurrection. And if you know anything about Dragon Ball Z, like their hair changes color and light emanates from them, that's exactly what this holy card look lo- looks like. And it was absolutely hilarious. So here's the deal. That's how we started the show. How we're going to continue the show is we're going to, uh, throughout the show, reveal the, min- the winners of, of this year's Ministry Madness bracket. Voting ended Tuesday at 4 p.m. right before we recorded the show. We have the winners ready for you. So here's how we're going to start. We're going to reveal this by revealing who won each individual matchup in the round of 64. And then we're going to skip and just count down from the top 10 to tell you who won overall. So um, I'm just going to run through a few of these. You can find all of the final results at ministrymadness.com. So in our first matchup, Bear Wozniak beat Father Jim Churn by 40 votes. Oh, by the way, before we even get into this, I just want to say thank you. We almost to the number doubled the amount of votes and people who voted from last year. We had a lot of fun with it. A lot of you guys shared it on social media. Thank you for that. We had a blast. The guy, the guys over the battle of the Catholic Man Show, Adam Minahan, defeated David Niles. By a good 40-something points, 39 points. Congratulations, Adam. You are moving on. Trent Horn beat out John Leonetti. And a, a surprise victory. Surprise. The underdog, Father Dave Dwyer, beat, beat Patrick Coffin by 50 points. Patrick makes fun of me because I don't like fedoras. So I, I like to feel like this is payback. So sorry, Patrick. Um, the Frank Fryer. In another upset, defeated Dr. Taylor Marshall. Congratulations to the Frank Fryer. He is moving on. In one of our closest matchups, College Station's favorite father, Ryan Higdon. Four votes. Four votes. He defeated Luke, last name redacted. Carry. congratulations, Father Ryan. You are moving on. In the battle of the guys from the Crunch podcast, Ethan, Steve, Ethan, I don't know how to say your last name, dude. At Bropostle, defeated at Catholic Pat. Uh, Ethan, you have bragging rights forever now. Chuck Fulkerson, who came on the show from the Salt and Light podcast, defeated another guy who came on the show, Doug Tuke. Sorry, Doug. Doug's coming to Austin tomorrow, and I can't go see him. I'm very sad. I'm very busy. Uh, Kurt Thomasevich, who we had on the show a few weeks ago, who is a, a multiple-time Olympic med- medalist, came in as one of the favorites and definitely pulled through this one, won by about 100 votes. Congratulations, Kurt. And sorry, Thad. I think Thad listens to the show. He's been on the show a couple times. I'm sorry. I had to put somebody against Kurt. My bad, buddy. In This was a fun battle. So in the Catholic Creatives community, uh, the guys that created it were Anthony and Marcelino D'Ambrosio. We've had Anthony on the show, and we got into it on the Catholic on the Catholic Creatives Facebook group. And Anthony just barely defeated his brother, and even his brother was like, "Dude, Anthony should totally win." He was in boxing in high school. He ran like the boxing club. I was like, "Don't don't tell people that. You're gonna lose." But it was actually weird. I shared it yesterday. And Marshallino actually almost came back. He was losing by a lot, but Anthony pulled it away. Uh, our good friend Everett Fritz, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, is going to be on it again in a few more weeks. He's very angry with me, so I took him out for tacos and a margarita the other day because he got smashed by Eduardo Verastegui. Sorry, Everett. My bad. 
Um, Brian Greenfield defeated Steve the Missionary, but Steve, you're still winning on Twitter. Don't worry. This one was one of my fun, funnier matchups because Daniel Glaze uh, was defeating Sean McAfee by a lot. But then Sean said, change my picture. Sean, Sean looked like a you know, well-kept professional man. He said, change my picture to where I look like a Viking that's about to go to war. And he almost got up. He was losing by like 25-something votes, and he only lost by five. So, Sean, you lost, but you almost pulled it out. Mario St. Francis uh, was almost beat by Mike, but uh, Mario wins, is moving on. Brandon Vaught moves on against Kevin Yusinski with a with an easy win. Uh, Jared Zimmerer, who was one of the favorites by everyone coming in, defeated Father Matthew Schneider. Father Matthew was actually uh, he shared it at the beginning, got a lot of his people to vote. But uh, Father Jared, or not Father Jared, <laughs> that's my friend who doesn't ever come on the show. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. Uh, uh, Jared Zimmerer came on and he won. In the closest matchup that shouldn't have been close, Carlos C26, who's a Catholic rapper, literally used to be in a gang, was ag- up against, I don't know how old you are, Dr. Peter Kreeft, but you're fa- fairly old. Carlos only won by two votes. I'm so confused. So uh, you can check out the rest of the results at ministrymadness.com. When we come back, that was just a little sneak peek into it. Whenever we come back um, in the third segment, we are going to count down the top 10 who finished overall in the Ministry of Madness bracket. But when we come back for the second segment, we'll be talking to the guys who run the Coaster Podcast. Hey, what is up, podcast people? I just want to take a few moments of your time before the second segment just to thank you. Listenership has doubled over the last three months. I am so thankful and grateful uh, for all you guys that are new to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining. I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you are, please continue to listen, uh, subscribe to it in iTunes or wherever you are listening to your podcast to have it delivered right to you every week. And if you could do me a huge favor, uh, one, rate and review the show in iTunes or wherever you're listening to it. it. takes less than 60 seconds. Go review the show. It really helps for viewership and for more people to find the show. Second, uh, if you could, share this with your friends. When you see the show posted on Twitter or Instagram, uh, share it with your friends. People that you think might benefit from it or really enjoy it. Also, if you go to the website, if you are a new listener, go to ForteCatholic.com. You can see the top 10 most listened to podcast episodes. That'd be a great place to start and to catch up. All right, guys, enjoy the second segment with the guys from the Coaster Podcast. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Troll. I am so excited to be joined by not one, but two Canadian guests on today's show. I could be wow. wrong, but I don't think we've ever had a Canadian on before. I wasn't sure how the paperwork worked, but we did it through Skype. Lance and Dan from the Coaster Podcast. How are you gentlemen this evening? Celebrating diversity. You know, right there, eh, bud? Doing okay. <laughs> We're doing awesome. I'm my maple syrup. We're oh, yeah. ready to roll. Every, any other any other stereotypes you want to plug? <laughs> All right. I'm never having a Canadian on ever again. This is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> we just, we just, we just botched it for everyone. The whole country is just screwed now. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 
Uh, so you're from Canada, Texas, uh, not Texas, America's hat. I, sorry, I had to talk about the greatest country in the world first, Texas, and then yeah. America. The and greatest then you- country in the world, Texas. Yeah, we, we get <laughs> everything's bigger, including the state. No, absolutely. Absolutely. There's that fake state up kind of close to you guys called Alaska. I still don't understand how it's part of America. I'm very confused whenever people are saying, I'm going to Alaska. I live in Alaska. And I was like, what's it like not being American? That's so odd. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Otherwise, uh, I apologize profusely. (laughs) That's very Canadian of you. You're just hitting all the stereotypes. If I said it, it wouldn't be as funny, but you can say it, and it's, it's perfectly fine. Well, let's talk about your podcast, and then we'll get to know each of you as individuals. Because I only I don't know you as individuals. I only know you as the two-headed monster that runs the Coaster Podcast that I started listening to. I looked at it. It was right around the beginning of the year. Why don't you guys explain what the Coaster Podcast is all about? Well, it's, it's a show run by two deadbeats. No, I'm just kidding. We're, we, we just found, kind of found a need. We've been trying to fill, find a need to fill for a while. Uh, we set up uh, the Silversmith Collective, which, which ended up being a, uh, what was it, 15 bloggers that contributed to it. And then we tried dabbling in, in videos and every, we tried having like a three-pronged approach where it was like blog and, uh, blogging and then videos and then a podcast. And we went through, this is our second podcast kind of idea and it's sticking. So uh, we wanted it to be, it's a podcast that just happens to be Catholic, kind of really chill. We're not here to, you know, slam anybody in the face with a Bible or a catechism, but we're going to talk about our faith and not be shy about it. And we're not going to compromise about it um, or any of our values, but we're, we're also not going to shy away from having fun and try to be, um, trying to be, if, if we're the first Catholics that people, that people run into, then hopefully they'll have a good time and a good experience. And with that as well, too, like for us, we we saw a need for people of our age, too, that, you know, when you go listen to Catholic radios, you didn't find shows that were like kind of directed in our in our in our sort of age group. Um, They were very like very theological or very like very specific, but didn't really connect with us. So sometimes it was like too much Catholic where you're like, uh, uh, I'm going to I'm just going to step away for a second here. Or it was like way too corny, and then you're like, "Well, now I where where am I? Like, where am I in this world?" Yeah. So we thought, well, let's just be two random uh, millennial kids and and uh, just have a show and talk about day to day stuff. Like, if we want to talk about cars and trucks, and then go over to adventuring, and then talk about food, who cares? But as long as we are open about our faith as well, anyone can connect with that. Almost like blogging, but podcasting. So. <laughs> it's almost like blogging except you don't write anything it's awesome yeah it's so good hey, thank god i just can just run my mouth <laughs> yeah so uh you were you were comparing and contrasting and there's obviously like within catholic radio there's different target audiences and i think you guys are absolutely right like the target audience for so long has been older people and like i i get it because a lot of older people have money and they they fund shows and that's how that's how things continue to go and it's, it's good things we're very happy for those people but me being a millennial as well i could totally identify with you guys that like i mean that's why i started this show as well i was like okay there is a time and a place even for me to listen to that catechetical material or the apologetics material but at the same time like i can't listen to that all the time that's only a part of what of what I enjoy about the faith. Like I like being entertained. You know, I love Lena really the Catholic guy. Like that's, he's one of the big reasons why I got into, into Catholic media because he was able to make it, you know, kind of like you guys are trying to do what I'm trying to do, be entertaining and then also bring the faith 
as well. So I'm glad you guys are doing it. I have enjoyed your show quite a bit. So uh, let's get to know each of you as individuals. So uh, we, here in America, we say Lance. I, I, I've been actually practicing to see if I can pronounce your name like you pronounce it. Because it's not like an O, Lance, but it, it's not yeah. Lance. It's L- Lance. Lance. What am I, a foreign exchange student? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I'm, tr- um, I'm just trying to make you feel comfortable here on the airwaves of America. Um, I don't know. Lance. 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 Like, like the Lance for... It's not Lance. Like, it's not... Uh, Sir Lance a lot. Lance of <laughs> Devonshire. You know, it's not... It's just Lance. So I, However I, you say it, I, you know? I had this kid in my youth group um, at the last parish that I worked at. And we were doing Bible trivia, and he walked. Up, I was asking all the questions. He walked up to me. His his name was Lance, and he said, "Did you know that my name's biblical? I'm in the Bible. Lance uh-huh. is in the Bible." And I was like, "Dude, like, no, you're not. Like, I've I've studied the Bible. There's no Lance in the Bible." And he said, "Yeah, I'm the guy that pierced Jesus's side." I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is such a <laughs> terrible joke." So that, oh, that's that's man, you. That's you are you have a biblical like name. My- I feel like my life has pierced Jesus' side a few times, so maybe it's accurate. Hey, but maybe through you, blood and water will flow from his side, and, and people will receive his divine mercy. So, and completely uh, redeem myself. So, other than making fun of your name, what else you got for us? Who are you? What's your story? Um, well, I'm happily married, um, father of, well, like, I'm, I, uh, from what I believe, father of two. We have, a, we have a son who's two, and we have another baby on the way, and um, I'm a teacher. I just kind of got into the teaching profession. My past career was in the automotive industry. I went like a rod technical automotive school down in Wyoming, actually, for a year in 2005. That's and America. Then, Good for you. That is America. And everyone called called it Can- Canada as well. And I was the only guy there. So that was pretty sweet. Got a lot of attention. Everyone asked me, so uh, weed's pretty much legal there, right? <laughs> Do you have a dog sled? Like, you know, all these classic things. Yeah, because those yeah. two questions go together. But well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they did, apparently. So um, I had to field those questions. Um, um, I have a youth ministry background. I served in, as, a, as a parish youth minister in a, in a unique model where we um, there's funding from the school board and both parishes in the school, but I was serving um, three parishes and five schools, so it was a lot. And then after that, I went into education. My wife's a teacher as well, and so um, let's go summers. And that's about it. Um, I'm diagnosed ADHD, <laughs> which makes my life really fun, and, uh, and it gives us good show material, I guess. Born and raised Catholic, also reverted, you know. Had some time away and uh, not as, but out the whole time God was just like poking my shoulder. But other than that, um, I like cars. Um, that's about it. What's Next your favorite? Know- what's your favorite thing about Canada? Um, being a parent, the health care is nice. <laughs> good old, good old free health <laughs> oh, healthcare. We don't, we don't need to get into that, but um, I don't know. I just, it's just, it's just, just pretty chill up here, man. Not saying it's not chill in the states because i know a lot of i have a lot of good american friends that are just really chill but it's just like here it's very cold there that's a big difference that's what i meant actually no i'm just kidding um but i i don't like the winters if i could holiday or six months somewhere else i would but on holiday what are you green day americans don't call it holiday we call it vacation you and green day are the only people that call it holiday all right we're talking we're we're talking to you way too much dan dan needs to talk man dan what are you Uh, doing I'm just being too uh, respectful of the time we got here. He's used to this. I'm used to this. I just talk too much. <laughs> um, 
Dan the man here. Uh, basically, <laughs> uh, well, I am a teacher as well. I just recently got into the, into the profession. Uh, before that, I worked in retail for 10 years. In Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's where yeah, we met, totally. actually. Yeah. Yeah, Wyoming. Uh, no, up here in Canada. I actually worked for a, a store called Staples. Staples, uh, but the Canadian version of Staples, I that's guess. All, that's all they sell, Staples. Yeah, they only sell Staples. Wait, the Canadian uh, version? Is it not the same as like the Staples chain in America? It totally is. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's just <laughs> labeled. I don't know. It's the same thing. <laughs> um, so I worked for Staples Canada, uh, and I also did... Uh, some youth ministry as well, but not in the uh, more in the worship side because my degree and my teaching profession is in music. So my speciality is music. And no I, also I had no idea. I've been listening to you guys for months now. I have a music degree and I've done music in the church, man. I had no idea we had that connection. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, man, I've been playing. My first mass was like when I was 12. It was like playing piano. Like we, no one showed up to do music. And then, uh, uh, we had the bishop vis- visit us that day and they're like, we need music. Like the bishop is here. Like, Oh boy, the, the mass can't happen without any music. So I had to uh, sight read and come up with music on when I was 12 uh, for that mass. But I've been doing music ministry in my church. <laughs> 78 church. people left the church that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We all walked out. Never to be seen. Never to again. be seen. <laughs> they walked out because they were amazed. He was like little Bach. Walked in and started playing the organ or something. floated out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, music's my passion. Uh, I do a lot of stuff. Like, that's my thing. Music's my jam. Um, And then I also do outdoor ed. So I'm a big outdoor adventure guy. So Canada is the perfect place for me in the Rockies. And uh, just chilling and being a ski bum in the winter and uh, kayaking and hiking and all that good stuff in the summer. So that, that that's what keeps me busy. Uh, in terms of family, I'm a single guy. Ladies, <laughs> ladies. Uh, well, hey, here's the deal. Here, here's my theory on life. You, you've heard of the rating system, right? Like that girl's a one or a 10 or an eight, right? So let's do it for guys to not make it weird. Like if a guy is a six, if he has an accent that's not American, it immediately moves you up two points. So here's your chance, man. Here's your chance. I call it the Forte Catholic match. I don't know if that's copyright infringement, but here's what we're doing with Forte Catholic match. We're going to get Dan, an American woman. So God bless you. (laughs) I've been trying to be his wingman for months now. We even did a show about it. (laughs) And look, I'm going to actually make it happen. Ladies, let me know. I'll get you in touch with Dan. He has a beautiful Canadian accent. Uh, But here's the deal. I don't know the difference. I have to literally say your name before I ask you each a question because I can't tell the difference between the two of you. Your accent's exactly the same. I think you're just one person with a split personality. But here's the deal. We've just been shooting the breeze for like 10 minutes. Let's actually talk about something of substance. So your podcast, as you said, you're you're geared towards, you are millennials, millennials, you're geared towards that audience. So as we were talking before the show, you were sharing a little bit about wh- why you, you were going a little bit deeper into why you guys started the show and about how you found your role within the church here. Both of you have already shared how you have, have tried multiple different things, working with cars and both you know traveling to Wyoming for some odd reason and, and being in youth <laughs> ministry and now teaching. For so, some odd reason. Yeah, for some odd reason. That, yeah, all of those things. He's married with two kids for some odd reason. He's single for some odd reason. So how does your podcast, The Coaster Podcast, how are you guys feeling like this is, is fulfilling your role in the church and, and what do you think the roles in the church are? Well, okay. So we, there are so like, you kind of touched on this, on this earlier, Taylor, like there are 
there are quite a few roles in the in the church. There's you know there's the apologist, there's the theologian, there's the there's the clergy. There's 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 a ton of different roles in the in the universal church. And but there are also when you first thing you do when you walk in the door, you you get greeted by somebody, right? There are greeters, and we feel like that is our role because. Our show is, you know, our one of our taglines is a podcast that just happens to be Catholic. So um, that being said, we can talk about anything. We can open it up. We can talk about something that's not Catholic one day, and hopefully we won't get any hate mail. And we'll talk about Catholicism in, in another way, or talk about a regular day or a, regu- a thing in regular life through the lens of Catholicism, and everyone will be okay with that. Uh, we just want people to, if if they are looking in online for something, if they're thinking about back to the faith they're looking into catholicism and they happen to stumble upon our catholic quote catholic podcast um and, and we're pretty chill about it uh, we're not diving into that it's not our it's not my role i don't think i don't feel it's our role to be apologists and to like oh we'll i'll defend my faith when i have to but i don't think that's our role and that's i don't think that's what we're called to i think we're just called to welcome people um kind of like jesus and zacchaeus you know like zacchaeus get down from that tree yeah, crazy. Like we're going to come and, uh, he, I'm coming over, put a pot of coffee on, let's just hang out and talk. You know, it's, it's pretty relaxed. Dan, what do you think? Did he, did he nail it on the head? You've been very quiet. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I feel like he nails it all, every time. And then I, I get left, left with. <laughs> Welcome to the Lant thing. show with appearances <laughs> by Dan every nine minutes. Yeah. This is good for my ego. So let me paraphrase what Lance just said for you, folks, if you can't understand Canadian English. Um, (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Say what you're about to say in a Texan accent. That could have been Dan, just saying. I have no idea. I have no idea. (laughs) That could have been Dan. Um, So basically for me, yeah, definitely we're greeters and we wanted to be there. But personally on my side, uh, I wanted something that would bring me uh, closer to the greater community of Catholicism because I find a lot of things – that we have is we're very local, but we, we, we still don't feel this universal church being connected. Like I, you see it through, if you follow Twitter, you do Instagram or follow EWTN, you can, but I wanted to feel like I was a part of something that could connect me to people that I listen to and want to create a connection with to grow further in faith. And why not create, um, connect our communities together? Not just, so say like Lance and Dan here, but also our our community that we live in, our parish that has certain ideas and stuff like that. Why can't we connect this with you guys down in Texas or some crazy person, Catholic Russian guy in Russia? Why not? Or we go to he's the best. By he's the way. so good. Or somebody in South America, wherever we are, we have a, a greater opportunity with the technology we have today to connect with so many other people. And I feel like that felt for us as a, as another great ministry for us to connect and further grow um, our journey as well. Because it's not because I guess we're kind of being a little selfish. We wanted to grow as well in our faith as well too. And this is just an, another opportunity to do that. So, well, at the same time, I, I, I've really been enjoying it, guys. I yeah, I'm, I'm scrolling through right now what I listened to. There was an episode on jerks and how to deal with jerks in the church. There was the Lent fails, which I absolutely agreed with because I didn't do well at it. Sister Helena Burns came on. Y'all talked sports. You talked St. Joseph being a role model. There's a Christmas special. I'm just looking through the ones that I listen to. It's fantastic stuff. I'm glad you guys were able to come on to the show and talk a little bit about it. Um, my final question before we have to go, are there any other good Catholic Canadian podcasts or are y'all the best? Um, no, there's Canuck Catholic or Catholic Canuck, Celeste, 
She's awesome. Um, you can we interviewed her a couple episodes ago. So gotcha. Uh, uh, we got to figure out what what episode that was. But um, so there's that. Oh, I'm not very see. That's that's the thing. Like we're just kind of. I feel like Canadian Catholicism is just starting to emerge. You know, um, online and in in the in the podcast space and in in new media in general. Um, and I think. There's more and more. We just kind of, that's a need we felt also that we needed to fill. Uh, we've been, I have been listening to awesome podcasts and radio shows and stuff from the States. And that is making my faith, you know, uh, expand, expand. Is that a word? Grow. <laughs> there you go. Um, make my faith grow in that way. Uh, but there now we're like, okay, we need to represent from Canada because there's a huge population up here. And there may be other Canadian podcasts, but we haven't been able to find them. So maybe being in this in this type of venue in this in this uh type of media we'll be able to connect with those other people and hopefully find them but really i think we're there's only a couple of us really that are really like there's a lot of people in toronto i know there's definitely people in toronto but they are very connected with the state side because they're so close to the states there in toronto so they they recognize themselves more from the yeah. from the states right. let's put it let's put it this way there's not a ton that i would personally choose to listen to right so you, you, heard, you, heard, it, you heard it here first guys you are our friends over at the coaster podcast are the number one or maybe two catholic <laughs> podcast in the entire nation guys we gotta fly if there's one okay. stop shop for where people can find you how do they find you CatholicCoaster.com. CatholicCoaster.com. Guys, thanks so much. I've enjoyed the show. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Joe. Bye. All right, friends, we are back into Forte Catholic. I am your host, Taylor Schroll. And now we come to the moment many of you have been waiting for. I'm really excited about this. We've got the results from the Ministry Madness Bracket. Final results are being given out in just about two minutes. Before we go to that, I want to ask our uh, two lovely producers here in the studio today who they thought their top five will be. We will be counting down the actual top ten here in just a couple minutes. But I want to see uh, where they stand. They've been along with the road with the whole process. So, Sam... Let's go with you. Who do, mm-hmm. who do you think would be your number five? Let's go work down. Kurt. Kurt Tomasevich. That is a good guess. Very close to where he actually finished. Immaculee yes. is your fourth. You told me that. I did. Who's your third? Carlo. Carlo Broussard, everybody's favorite Cajun Catholic. Uh, who's your second? Bear. Bear Wozniak. They're fighting a bear? <laughs> that doesn't seem fair. Will I keep rhyming? We'll see in timing. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and you're number one. Jared. Jared Zimmer. Okay. Mackenzie. Yes. <laughs> uh, who is your number five? Um, I, I picked Allie Hoffman. Allie Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprisingly, really not that far off. Okay. Yes. Allie had a big surge yesterday whenever she shared it on Facebook. She didn't. She said she didn't know she was in it. I, 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 I tagged her in it a month ago and this thing started. I knew nothing about it. And then she was like, uh, so one of our mutual friends commented on it. Apparently, you've been in a fight for your life for the last month and no one told you. So she shared it yesterday and, and got herself some votes. So uh, number three. Who do you got at number three? I'm going to skip my four. Oh, did I skip your four? Yeah. I did. I did. My four is Bob. 
Bob, Bob who? I just want to hear you say it. Just try. Lesnef- Lesnefsky. There you go. Not too far off. All right. Who's What number are we on? I'm not sure um, now. Three now. Three now. It's three now. Jared. Three now. This is what dreams are made of. Yes, Jared, you got it. Number three. Who's and your number two? Kurt. Kurt, the Olympian. And number one. Bear Wozniak. A bear. Mm-hmm. A bear. <laughs> the ring bear. Okay. Yes. So here we go. We're going to count down now. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sam, can you get us some some music? Let's use our Forte 5 music under our uh, under our little countdown here. Make it sound a little profesh. Okay. Here we go. Coming in at number 10. The 6'9 man himself, Steven Bosco beats Aguino from New York City. Gets 10th place in our in our Ministry of Madness bracket. In ninth place, we've got Anna Glaze, who got she got third place in the women's bracket. Ninth place overall from that Catholic couple on YouTube. Fun sidebar. Her husband got 14th, so she wins. They both did very well, but Anna did better. In eighth place, Padre Ryan Higdon. Pulls into the top 10. He made the Elite Eight. Congratulations to Father Ryan. Number seven. Uh, Mackenzie, I'm going to let you say this one. It's Bob who? Bob who? Who is it? Bob Lesnevsky. That would that was right. It would have been funny if you weren't muted. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ali, uh, Ali Hoffman pulls in at number five. So, Mackenzie, you were, you were exactly on the nose. Ali got fifth place. Number four. Immaculate Ili Begiza, fourth place, made it into the final four, won the women's won the women's bracket. Sam got that one exactly right. Coming in at number three, the oldest person in the top ten, Mr. Bear Wasnick. Congratulations, sir! You got the bronze medal. Third place in second place, Sam. You were one off. Carlo got second place. Congratulations to Carlo. And like most of you on social media said, as you thought, our winner of the Ministry of Madness bracket for 2018 is the bodybuilder himself, Jared Zimmerer. Congratulations. You have done it, guys. You are awesome. We had over... 8,000 votes from 200 over 200 people so much fun it was a blast thanks for coming along for the ride how fun was that we will be back next year we're already starting to build the list of who is going to be the who are going to be the contestants next year if you have someone you think would be a good contestant not a bad one we don't want any bad ones if you think they'll be a good contestant Shoot them over my way. You can uh, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, at Taylor Shore. You can go to ForteCatholic.com. Send me an email. Whatever you have to do, this is a community thing. It's so much fun. Let's build it and do it together. Uh, Sam, how did you do? You you were you were pretty close, I think. I think you won out of you and Mackenzie. You won something. I think so. I never win anything on Forte Catholic, so that's a that's a bonus. You ha- I build all my games so that you will lose. That makes sense. I had two exactly right. 
I had two switched. I had Bear before Carlo, and it was Carlo before Bear. So, yeah, you were, you were only switched two and three. You absolutely yep. win. Uh, Mackenzie, you win best pronunciation incorrectly. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> All right. So we're going to shift gears here uh, into uh, a conversation about expectations. So we just had Easter. Over the Easter break, not only did I go to Mass, we'll get to that in a second. I promise. It's still a Catholic radio show. But I have to tell this story. Hilarious story. I think it's funny. We'll see what you think. So I play Xbox, right? Played a lot of Xbox over the break because I didn't have work. We were just hanging out. Got to spend some time with some friends. Um, And one of our friends is named Seth. We're all friends with Seth. All all three of us here in the studio are friends with Seth. Um, I was his, was, uh, his track coach last year. He graduated from high school last year. So the the deal is once they're 18, like I'll play, I'll play games with them, right? Like we'll be, we'll be Xbox friends. We'll play stuff. So Seth and I have been talking about playing this game called Fortnite. And, uh, we, we had talked about it on Palm Sunday. So one day this week, I can't remember exactly what day it was, but he invites me. If you, if you don't play Xbox, I'll try to make this as uh, understandable as possible. You can invite people to a party, and that way you can talk to each other over your headsets while you're, while you're gaming, so you can talk to each other while you're playing. So he invites me to a game to play a round of Fortnite with him. I accept. I accept that invitation. I get into the game, and then I invite him to a party so that I can hear him. And it takes like two and a half minutes. This is usually like a 15-second process takes two and a half minutes and then finally i just hear like wrestling and i don't like just wrestling noises and i don't actually hear him talking so i text him and i'm like hey what's going on i'm in the game with you but i can't hear you he doesn't respond and then i hear some after the wrestling is over on my headset i hear taylor and i'm like uh yes this (laughs) who is this He's like, it's so-and-so. It's like Seth's eight-year-old brother that I know from church. Like we go to the same, we go to the same parish. Cute kid, but I'm like, well, I don't, I don't think I should be playing Xbox with an eight-year-old. I said, where's your brother? And he said, he, he's not here. He left. I said, well, do, do you always like get on his Xbox when he's gone? Yeah, pretty much every time. <laughs> so I'm like, it's this weird thing. I'm like, it's weird for me to play a game with an eight-year-old, but I was like, uh, okay. I'll play one game to not be rude, and then I have to go. I was like, okay, that's that's kind of a happy medium, right? It's an odd predicament. I don't want to be rude to the kid because he sees me at church. He knows I work at the church and all this kind of stuff, right? So I agree to play one game with him. I know I know the family. Like, I know mom. I know I know grandma because I, I coached them. We've actually gotten pretty close as a, as a family over the last year or so. So I hear <laughs> through the headset. He's like, okay, yeah, follow me. And I'm like, this is so weird, right? I'm texting Seth. Seth finally responds. And he's like, you know, doing like the crying, laughing emoji. I'm just like, what is happening? How did I get put in this predicament? It's your fault, Seth. And he, I mean, just everything that I say, he's just the crying, laughing emoji. We're just dying laughing. And then the greatest thing in the world happens. So I hear mom in the background, like, you know, like faintly in the background. It's like, (laughs) so-and-so. Come here, it's time to get off. Turn turn the Xbox off. And he yells, no, I'm playing with Taylor. I'm like, no, you, you don't say that. Like, you can't. This is so weird. I'm trying to be nice to you, but now you're going to get me in trouble. And then she's like, like, she doesn't get it. She doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, she doesn't care. 
She's like, turn it off. So then, then he keeps saying no. And so she starts yelling at him. And all I hear is like, <laughs> she's yelling at him. that he's like yelling back at her. And, she, like, and then he, he, all the last thing I hear is this little kid go, Taylor, invite me some other time. And then I, I hear it click off. And he's like, <laughs> that's the last thing I hear. It's hilarious, right? So I want to I want to transition to a conversation about expectations, especially as we are uh, moving in, or, or we've just moved into this Easter season, right? Because obviously I was expecting something completely different. When Seth invited me to a game, I, like an idiot, expected that it was going to be Seth, right? I was very much surprised, and not only was it hilarious, but it was awkward, too. It's like, what, what are you supposed to do in that situation? So, obviously, the unexpected happened when I expected to just have a jovial time with my good buddy. Instead, I was put in an awkward situation. I, hear, I heard a kid get yelled at, and it was just, it was just weird. It was all very weird. <clears throat> so, there were a lot of times over the Triduum and, and, and even now into the Easter season, some of our readings, where obviously something happened that wasn't expected. There was this man named Jesus. I'm not sure if you've heard of him, but he died. And then we talked about it on last week's show, 30 hours or three days later. We're not quite sure. I, I, I figured it out, I think. We talked about it. I was, I was kind of confused. In the creed, it says on the third day. So he died on Friday. If he rose on Sunday then that's on the third day. But still, doesn't that makes sense in the creed. It still doesn't make sense when we celebrate the vigil because it's 30 hours after, after he died. But whatever. That's beside the point, and that's last week's topic. A dude was dead, and then he was alive again. Obviously, that defies expectations. It's kind of a big deal. It's the thing that our entire faith is based upon. And I love... I've heard multiple stories over this last week and weekend of what happened whenever he rose. So here's one of them. It came from the gospel on Sunday. They walk up to the tomb and then the angel says, do not be amazed. He is no longer here. Do not be amazed. (laughs) There was a dead guy. You just told me he's alive again. What do you mean I'm not supposed to be amazed? Of course I'm amazed. There's a guy that was dead that is now alive. And then, like, obviously, that was not what their expectation was. In Easter's gospel, they also say, they have taken him. I thought that was really interesting as I was sitting in Easter Mass. They get to the tomb, and it's empty. Their first thought wasn't, he is risen, their first thought was kind of anger or upset. You could kind of read either one into it, but it's not jo- joyful and happy. I know that for sure. Because they, ha- they say, they have taken him. Now, who is they? I-, I don't even think they know. Was it the Pharisees? Was it the Romans? Was it like grave robbers? Like, who is they? They don't even know. But their expectations were not met so they reacted poorly. And I thought that was interesting because I feel like I do that same thing. I have expectations on how things are going to go. If they don't go that way, usually I, you know, I, sometimes I can do something like this where I shift blame. I don't understand what's happening. They messed up. Well, is that actually what happened? No, because what actually happened is the happiest and most joyful thing of all time. Jesus is back. 
he has risen. But instantly they said they have taken him. And uh, today, is, as we record this, is Tuesday, and we're still in this Easter season in the octave of Easter. Essentially, the church celebrates it like it's Easter every day. In today's reading, it's the same story, but from a different book. Mary Magdalene uh, walks up to the tomb, and she sees someone who she thinks is the gardener. And she gets onto the gardener. Where have you put the body? Why have you taken the body? And then uh, the gardener's like, uh, I'm not the gardener. It was Jesus. (laughs) So it was Jesus appearing to her. She thought he was a gardener because obviously she was kind of distraught. Her expectations changed. She thought she was going to come to the tomb and just pray or to weep or uh, mourn, whatever she was going to do. And then all of a sudden, there's this gardener there. She finds out that the tomb is empty. There's nobody there. What have you done with him? And And he's like, Mary. And she looks at him and she says, Rabbi, Rabbi, right? She recognizes him whenever he speaks. And it's, it's so interesting because there was this, there was this picture that kind of put a whole uh, like bow on it for me. I shared it. It was, I think it was from uh, like the Steubenville conferences. They email something out every day. And I think it was on Good Friday. <clears throat> and it's from, uh, it says, when a train goes through a tunnel and it gets dark, you don't throw away the ticket and, drum, and jump off. You just sit still and trust the driver, right? So when there are things in our lives that we don't understand, just like the people that went to the tombs, they, didn't, they, didn't, they weren't expecting this to happen. Something different happened. Or things, things seem dark like they did for them on that Friday and Saturday when Jesus is gone. How are we going to trust Jesus, the driver? How are we going to do that? And in the Easter homily, uh, the the pastor at the at the mass that I was at said, "If a child, he tells a story of a child going into surgery and getting shots, and like the child's scared, and the parents can console and, and try to console and say like, hey, this is actually good for you. This surgery is going to help you in the long run. These shots are going to help you in the long run. But obviously, it's painful, and like even for the parents, it can be painful to watch your your child suffer. But you know that it's what's good for you. So in our dark times and our hard times when our expectations even in our faith aren't met god our father our parent can still be like look i can i can console you and i know this is better for you so hey uh thank you guys so much for listening and man it's the it's just been such a great year we our uh, listeners are being great thank you so much for participating in the ministry madness bracket next week we're going to be joined by my by my good friend katie hartfield we're going to be talking about her story she has an amazing one and her new book that came out uh, and maybe we'll have next time next week for father jared cook we didn't have enough time to get to him today we'll be back then say it